Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters on Viz's Shonen Jump website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. This week we read Haikyuu, Volume 1, because I wanted to read it. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to read Flame of Rekka anymore because it's our podcast. Correct. I mean, I imagine we will go back to it, but it's not going to be a monthly thing in the year 2021. Probably. Interesting Shonen Jump this week. I didn't think it was great. I didn't have a bad time by any means, but... I liked a lot of it. Well, that's good. Like I said, I wasn't like, oh, this is all terrible. A lot of the worst stuff has made it out of the magazine, but some of the best stuff has too. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Starting with a brand new series, The Elusive Samurai Chapter 1, The Slaughter of 1333, by Yusue Matsui, who... We have whose work we have covered before. His he's most famous probably for Assassination Classroom. Yes. He also wrote Ethken. Remember that lovely little thing. Yes. And has had other work in Shonen Jump before. What did you think of this, Kevin? I really liked it. I thought it was kind of cool to have like this historical kind of telling. But I I definitely loved that it was like oh yeah this guy he was actually a Shonen mega or like a Shonen protagonist. Okay, we're going to come out of the gate hot, because I really didn't like it at all. I, I shouldn't say at all. Okay. I like the conceit. I like the idea that he is a hero because he is good at evading death. I, I like the mm-hmm. sort of anti-suicide messaging that you get a lot of times in shonen manga, because that's such a problem in Japan. Yeah. And that meta moment was good as well. I'm not sure how historical this is. I gather that this is a real historical figure who they are telling a very fantastic version of his story. Although I did not I actually so look into how historically accurate it is. That's definitely the feeling I got. And, and you know, going to the Bakuman non-traditional battle stuff, the idea that he is very good at being elusive and escaping uh, is certainly a good idea for a protagonist that's not standard or brave in the typical way. Yeah. But I found the storytelling to be really, really off-putting. Okay. Like, it starts with a tragedy, so we start out by meeting like all his family and friends, and then they all die kind of off screen. Yeah. That really didn't sit well with me. Like It felt like I was kind of wasting my time getting to know them because it didn't really impact. Like I felt like that needed to be the cliffhanger at the end of this chapter or gone through beforehand, and maybe kids would know that part of the story in Japan, so it is presented better there. But it didn't really land for me. And I also just felt like the characterization on the characters we are going forward with was kind of weak. Like, okay. we're just told that this kid is really good at escape. And I feel like it would have been good to spend some time in the whys of that and showing it a little better. And I also found the action scene to just be kind of weak with him jumping out of the whole army when he gets dropped into it. The motion on it's good, but I just, it didn't really excite me. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not terrible. I, I definitely think it could get better going forward, but it just it didn't really do anything for me. I'm kind of dominating the conversation, and you did like it, so what else do you have to say about it? Yeah, I actually, like I said, I did like it. I honestly enjoyed the fact that I think they showed that he escaped stuff rather well, especially with them, you know, like, oh, the one guy who ends up being the villain or who is going to be the villain, is like, oh, I guess you're really good at hide from the demon, which is hide and seek, basically. Mm-hmm. 
but in Japan. And I, I really liked the historical thing of like, yeah, so, you know, here's this guy that like, you remembered his name for the test and then immediately forgot who was actually really rather important. And yeah. it's one of the, it feels like one of those untold heroes of history where it's like, he's not, he's not that, like, he's not seen as that important, but really he is. Yeah, and I don't know if that's, like, a historical take or if that's to embolden this story, if he is kind of a footnote, but that makes him great for expanding on and fictionalizing. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't know. I definitely think the historical setting is interesting. I, that's one of the aspects I liked about it. And there's a reason this guy's had multiple series in Shonen Jump before. The art is good. I'm not going to lie about it. Yep. I found it kind of weird how feminine everybody looks, but I think that's just a period thing to help with the like establishing of the setting. And it, I don't think it's bad. It's just I can't help but notice it. Yeah. I just think, and I ranked all my stuff before reading Haikyuu, and I still ranked it pretty low, but we read Haikyuu this week, and I really, really enjoyed in that how like established the main character's motivations were and why they want to get good at volleyball, and I felt like this could have really benefited from showing why he got so good at Escape. Yeah, and I mean, maybe they'll go back and do that just like Haikyuu did. Like, yes, we read the whole first volume, but the first chapter didn't have as much it's got the stuff about the little giant though i mean we'll get into that when we get to haikyuu and and again it it does i I ranked this and i had my you know ill thoughts of it before i even read haikyuu because i was thinking about that it further solidified that i feel like that's what this is missing is like more work on this character well again like i was saying he can go back and do that like a lot of this first chapter was set up of the setting yeah you're certainly right i just think that I don't care about the character at all. And that's why I think this series could definitely get way better, because you're right. I'm not writing it off. But this mm-hmm. first chapter didn't really impress me. Okay. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That brings us to My Hero Academia number 298, Sounds of Collapse, which is a chapter I felt very weird about, because it felt like it was moving very, very quickly at first. And I, like I said with the last chapter of My Hero, it felt like it was going too quickly, and then it just became the Mouse stuff I was expecting, and it was kind of a whiplash thing. A little bit, yeah. There's definitely things I liked about this chapter, though. Most of it, in fact. I absolutely, like, I don't think this is a weird take. I've heard other people say it before, too, but he's such a minor character, I want to call attention to how great Spinner is. Yeah. And I love, like, his one line in this chapter where he just comes up to Tomer as like, hey, you know, I, I was like, uh, intimidated by you at first but then i found out you were just a nerd gamer like me and like we really bonded and uh you're not fucking tomara so who the hell are you yeah <laughs> like him calling one for all out on or all for one out on his bullshit super good e- even though we yes. cut from there and don't get to see the result but sort of like we see all for one being like uh don't worry our our values will align after this body has rested mm-hmm but we definitely don't see how Spinner reacts to that, which yeah. I'm guessing is going to be poorly, yeah. which will probably go for the hero's favor in the next conflict. I just think with twice now out of the manga, Spinner really has to step into that role, and he seems very well positioned to do so. Character has always been one of My Hero Academia's greatest strengths, so it's nice to see one who's been pretty minor getting to getting a chance to step up. 
Well, you say with twice being out of the manga, but he was also like <laughs> in this a chapter. major thing. Yeah, he was a major thing in this chapter, at least at the very beginning. Yeah. Which was kind of weird. Well, I mean, I get it. It's to establish that he made, he twice redestro, so there are two of them. But I also didn't really get that whole opening bit, which is why I said I was really torn on this chapter. Yeah, it had some weird stuff. I'm hoping that will come around. Like, that'll be one of those, well, that was a weird thing to put in there. And then chapters later, they'll come back to it and you'll be like, oh. Yeah, I, I, assu- I definitely assume it's set up for something. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, and other than that, we just get the hospital. It looks like Eraser had lost an eye to make him even more like Kakashi. Not confirmed, <laughs> but... <laughs> he he at least has half of his head bandaged. Yeah. So it might not have... Because I don't think he got an injury that lost the eye. He just might have strained it a ton. That could be, too. But like I said, <laughs> make him even more Kakashi than he already was. He, he's, got a, <laughs> he's got a childhood friend who's the main villain who has portal powers. <laughs> you're not fooling me is all i'm saying we get a pretty long bit with todoroki where he swears to defeat dobby that's good but i don't want to say unnecessary but like i said it, it's exactly what you expect it to be yeah i do still like the bit where he's kind of like i don't just need to defeat dobby for me i need to do it because dad can't yeah, and also he's like, oh, Dobby is just like me, hating dad for like all that stuff, so I have to defeat my past. It's Don't get me wrong, it's what I'm here for, but it's also like so obvious that I didn't think we were going to get it, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. That's fair. Definitely had fun with it, though. And, and Baku goes up, and, but Midoriya isn't, is the cliffhanger yeah. we're left on. So, like I said, I really enjoyed the back half of the chapter, despite those criticisms of it, but the front half was really weird. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That brings us to Jujutsu Kaisen, Chapter 136, The Shibuya Incident, Part 53. We are officially over a year of this story arc. (laughs) Which, to be fair, One Piece's story has been going on since we started this podcast, but... Yeah. What did you think of Jujutsu Kaisen this week, Kevin? I really liked it. I liked Ghetto's plan reveal. Or not Ghetto... The being inhabited ghetto. Yeah, can you explain it to me? Because I think I mostly get it, but there were definitely some bits where I got tripped up. So he's basically trying to, like, they're having the thing with him and the girl is that they've had they had philosophical differences even mm-hmm. when they were part of a team. Yeah, that that I remember because I read this. What chapters. people? Yeah, that that on what people should do. Okay, check but, out. But uh, this guy is basically bringing back the age of curses, so yeah. he. He was like, all right, cool. So I finally fused with Mahito. Mahito. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, he got super strong during your fight. Because, uh, you know, if I fuse with somebody, they stop growing at that point. So, like, thanks to you, I managed to nab him at his, like, his most powerful. Yeah, I got that. But I, all, all this tracked. Keep going, okay. though. And then he was, he is infecting people with cursed energy. Okay, that that I got too. So, like, the idea is to make them all similar to Itadori, right? Where they all have, like, a Secunda in them, but Itadori's special and he can control it and they wouldn't be able to? Yes. Basically, yeah. He was like, I've been implanting cursed objects in people. So that's why he was like, you know, yeah, so it'll be a thousand Itadori's running around. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that all tracked. I think where I got tripped up is the kid who died early on, whose name I can't think of, getting flashback to. 
made it seem like he was part of the plan somehow. But I guess, like, talking it out with you, I guess, like, he was, but he died, so it's irrelevant now. But, like, he's just one of the people who got infected. Well, and it's also, it was, like, people like him. So he was kind of weird in that he could see curses. Or, like, had interacted with curses. So he was like, I because I infected two types of people. There were people that I just gave cursed objects to and then there were people like these kids that also i infect that also i infected so i think that's what he was flashing back to was yeah, like, yeah again that was part of the plan all right he was one of the dudes i infected he ended up dying that kind of sucks but i've still got you know another thousand yeah talking it out with you that makes total sense like i came to that conclusion okay. before you told it to me but okay. like i didn't get it reading the manga so that's where i got tripped up and was kind of confused okay. that and like him just summoning a thousand spirits at the end i was like okay sure is it like it, it just the way it was presented read to me like something i should have expected him to do and not like a shock reveal did, did you is it just a shock reveal you think of oh no there are a bunch of spirits a little now he's going to escape but i mean we knew Ghetto's body is a spirit summoner yeah. anyway, so it's not okay. that weird for him to have summoned a bunch of spirits. I, okay, I think that, that bit of information is not something that was in my head. Okay. I, I enjoyed the chapter, too. Mm-hmm. There were just bits where I got tripped up, which affected its ranking a little bit, but I still enjoyed it quite a bit. Fair. Anything else you want to say on it? No. All right, that brings us to Mashal Magic and Muscles, Chapter 47, Mash Burn Dead and the Selection Exam. Hey, hey, I hope you like tournament arcs. We're getting a couple of them set up this week. Yep. I didn't dislike this chapter. The jokes early on were pretty good, but it was very much just, hey, let's set up a tournament arc. Yeah, which I'm excited for. I'm hoping the MASH tournament arc will be fun, especially because the one kind of weak kid got three coins because MASH was like, well, we got these nine coins, so three per piece sounds fair, right? Yeah. (laughs) And... (laughs) I just like that the two of them, both Naruto Ripoff and the Wee Kid, are like freaking out in the fact that they're part of the selection exam now. Uh-huh. I, I do like that bit for sure. And I am also sort of looking forward to it. But I think what really I didn't like about this chapter was one specific line where it's like, normally you need five coins, but this year they just decided you only need three. And I'm like, okay, you could have just said you only needed three because you just made up this rule. So that this makes it seem like the guy shouldn't be here when it, it just it felt really weird to me. That specific line a little bit. I think it's also to like that was also a thing of like normally there aren't that many participants, but because you only need three this year, there are quite a lot more. I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's just that we haven't seen this before, so there's no reason to make this a weird one, if that makes sense. Yeah. That was the feeling I was getting was like, hey, this year is going to be an extra big tournament because we lowered the standards a bit because we rushed the actual tournament. Like normally it would take place at the end of the year, I presume. Either the end of the year or it would like it's one of those. It doesn't take place every year. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's once every three years or something like that. I I definitely get the feeling it was yearly here. It's just that Mashal has to win this one because of the deal he set up before. Whereas normally yeah. he would have three years or however long he is at the at the school. Yeah. So it's just a lot of, hey, this is a new character. Hey, they're in the tournament and just a bunch of faces and a couple we've seen before. But yeah, it's mostly mostly people we haven't seen before. And then I do like that MASH is actually the the favorite with seven coins. Yeah. Yeah. They, they never use that term, but he has the most coins going in. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, they they don't say favorite, but it just yeah. like if you That's were to the implication. Yeah. 
for sure. I, I was also thinking that word, and then I was like, eh, that's not quite right. Bef- wait before you said it. Is the only reason I called you out on it. I find yeah. it a little weird that Puppet Guy isn't there. It makes total sense in the story. Just like narrative conservation. It feels like he should mm-hmm. be there. Well, didn't they steal his coins? Like, isn't yeah, that yeah, why Yeah, like I said, narratively speaking, it makes perfect sense. But from like a, okay. what you need, how you set up a tournament arc, it feels like he's missing. Like he is a perfect character to use as a, a jobber for somebody. Or, that makes sense. Because we know what his deal is, and he's kind of on Nashville's side, but not so much that we'll be upset when he loses. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, hey, that guy, if you like that guy, which is another purpose that tournament arcs often serve, to give yeah. stuff to do to, oh, hey, I like that, guys. I also found it weird that Orko was there, because I assumed he was a graduate. I guess it never actually said that. Yeah. I, I just found that beat weird. Yeah, I but, thought he was a student. Yeah, like still. I said, I just assumed it. it it's not like a... The the manga misled me. The the other thing that like I was, th- th- this is you could criticize any chapter of Mashal for this. It just really hit me here because of that bit where Mashal's talking to his dad. Remember how this whole story started because he was being blackmailed by a guy mm-hmm. who we haven't seen in fifty chapters of this forty seven yeah. chapter manga. Yeah, it, it seems like the author has forgotten about them. They very might well have. I haven't, though, and I just want that on the record. To be fair, Mashal's a much better manga now than it was then. It just seemed, seemed really weird when he went back home. Like, that seems like the time to bring that guy back up. Yeah, but I mean, you know, manga artists forget stuff like that all the time. And <laughs> I feel like a Akira Toriyama time... forgets stuff like that all the time. And to be fair, if you can be Akira Toriyama, you should be. But I don't think it's that common. We'll, we'll see. It, like I said, it just kind of bugged me, this chapter. No, I, that happens in a lot of long-running series like that, where, like, little things, like, even I was reading some Brandon Sanderson essays, and he was talking about, like, when you look at the Harry Potter novels, like, J.K. Rowling will set up rules for magic and then kind of forget them later on. Like, yeah, that's they suddenly true. apply differently. And it's like, so, you know, these big-name authors will sometimes just do that. Like, oh yeah, there was this dude that I introduced in the first chapter, and maybe he was at the point where he was kind of like, I I don't actually like this guy, so I'm just going to kind of fade him into the background and hope everyone else forgets about him too. Or maybe he'll come back at the very end. Yeah, and that's certainly possible. It's just with a series like Mashal, if that's the case, comedically dispose of him. I, I know this guy is funny yeah. enough to do that. Yeah, and maybe he will. Maybe he'll show up in this tournament arc. I, I I don't expect that at all. If he comes back no, again, it's but... going to be near the end. Anything else you want to say on Mashal? Nope. That brings us to Dr. Stone's equals 182, Diamond Heart. What did you think of this chapter of Dr. Stone, Kevin? I thought it was okay. <laughs> yep. It was pretty Dr. Stone, huh? Yeah. Uh, it was it was a fine chapter. Nothing stood out, unlike last week to me. So it was just, yeah, okay. That's, that was good. Mm-hmm. They, they've got a plan to make diamonds. I did like the bit with uh, some of the other people being like, what? You could just make diamonds? Why didn't people do that all the time and get rich? And part of me was like, well, you you can't make those kind of diamonds just willy-nilly. Yeah. You can make industrial diamonds. Like, even I know that. I don't know how to make them, but I know, like, people make technically make diamonds all the time. That's not a good way to make money. I mean, it is if you sell, like, diamond blade or diamond saw blades for example but 
Yeah, but not in the way that yeah. guy's thinking. Where yes. it's like, it's oh yeah, get, get you know, quick scheme. No, like but, it's definitely it's a business model for sure. You know, you can make di- diamond bladed drill bits, stuff like that. Sure, but you cannot make on top of the fact that the diamond industry is basically a giant yes secret monopoly. I mean, um, it's not even a secret. Is the is the thing? Yeah, but but let, let's not get into blood diamonds in that discussion right now. Fair. Anything else you want to say on Dr. Stone? I agree with you. It was fine. Yeah. That brings us to Ayakashi Triangle Chapter 29, The Lament of the Former King of Ayakashi. It was good. <laughs> I really liked this one. I really liked Kurogane's kind of whole thing of, like, the the main reason he's really pissed about Suzu and Matsuri is he's, like, a surly old man who was like, yeah, I was, like, this temple spirit, and then people forgot about me, and the temple became the local hookup spot, and that pissed me off. So I went into the mountains to train and came back as king of the Ayakashi, but then the temple was completely destroyed. It's such a good motivation for him. <laughs> and it makes perfect sense. Like, ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah, it, it, it's great to get more backstory on him, and like that specifically is really good. We find out mm-hmm. that I was right about Suzu, and like that was another form of her, for lack of better term. Yes. Also, apparently, this mangaka has been watching the secret dungeon only I can enter because that's now how Suzu's powers work. <laughs> Which is also great for this series and great for her. Yes. Like ah, uh, if you sexually frustrate her, that will make her powers grow stronger. And Shirogani is like, that's what I do best. Yes. I also like the uh, sort of mystery set up with the drawing guy, where he's like, ah, oh, it's not my place to meddle with her if she's forgotten all about me, which is interesting. Yeah. Well, on top of the fact that it was like, you know, if you're so interested in helping her, why didn't you save her from the Jinyo? I was like, ah, oh, it wasn't my place. That was Matsuri's. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the if she's forgotten about me kind of thing really is surprising. Yeah, it, it's a good twist. I really like the chapter. Mm-hmm. Fun little chapter. Next up, we have Build King Chapter 9, Exam for the Buildion License. Hey, I hope you like tournament arcs, because we're setting up a couple tournament arcs this week. Yes. I'm actually much more excited about the Build King tournament arc than the Mashal tournament arc. Really? Okay. I, I, the main reason being, that has what, like, that's what I've wanted out of Build King. Okay, that makes sense. Is shonen building fights yeah and so i'm hoping we'll get that in the tournament arc as opposed to like i'm obviously excited for mashal to continue going but this was like dude this is literally what i've been wanting out of build king so i'm excited for it to happen uh super fair i I thought this chapter was very weak other than the opening where the vampire king is like oh don't mess with that house it nearly destroyed the world once (laughs) yes like, just the setup was, eh. I mean, I, I do agree with you. Like, I can think of some really cool, like, tournament prompts for building fights. Mm-hmm. I just, like, really felt like we lost energy here. And like I said, we didn't get even as much as I was hoping off the climax last week. Yeah, I, it's, I didn't actually rank this chapter high. Like I said, I'm just, I'm really excited for the tournament to start. That's fair. Next up, we have Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin, Chapter 27, Sunken Ruins. I really like this chapter. There's a small asterisk on it, but it was a really like interesting change of pace. Yeah, I really liked it, too. I kind of, I can't remember the female cop's name, so I'm probably the problem. I kind of wish she was more active in the rescue, since this is clearly a chapter devoted to her, but the last page reveal is still good. Yes. 
And it's set up in such a way that I was like, oh, man, are they going to, like, sideline her again and, like, give her this big backstory and just make her have a crush on Shark and then fail to protect, I can't think of her name. Chaco. Chaco. And, like, it'll be super lame. And and the answer is no. And so it wasn't a pleasant surprise because the way the chapter was building up with starting with her backstory, I felt like it had to be a victory for her. But I got real scared in the middle. So that my fear was unfounded was real nice. Yes. I'm definitely glad that she at least got some agency. Like, obviously, she didn't save Chaco herself, but she at least did something. Like, it's a moment of personal growth for her because we've seen her, you know, we had the the thing near the beginning of the manga where she pulls out her gun but then doesn't fire it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, most cops are afraid to f- actually fire their guns. And so this was a moment where she did, and I liked it. Yeah, I really enjoyed the chapter as well. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I have much more to say on it, actually. I definitely liked the... They were talking about when she's hanging out with Chaco, and she's like, you want to make gyoza? Yeah, can we put strawberries in them? Yeah. And my first thought was, wait, what? This sounds terrible to me. It sounds like stereotypically feminine for like Japanese people. It, It is not a typical gyoza feeling, for sure. Yeah, that that was just the, I couldn't tell if it was, because I don't know too much about Japanese cuisine, but I'm like, I know that's not what you normally put in it, so I don't know if this is Chaco being like a silly kid, or if it's more something along the lines of, well, no, you basically like fried crepes. Yeah, like, like, like definitely changes the way, it, I think that's why I was like, that sounds good. It's like, oh, it's basically just a crepe then. Yeah, and I could see that, but I just, I thought it, it made me think, which I liked. You know, like, oh, is this actually something that a person would do? Or is this just Chaco being silly? And it's like, I want gyoza with strawberries! (laughs) Last but not least, we have Mission Yuzakura Family Mission 67, 5,000 meters above Skeleton Island. There was stuff I liked about this chapter, but it's very much just start of an arc, right? Yeah, but I still, I really liked a lot of moments. Yeah, I love their, like, sky van helicopter. That's just like a family van that's like a helicopter, but also a jet. Like, that visual was great. That visual was great, and I really loved the almost, like, vacation mom of, make sure you've got everything, and they're, like, listening, you know, like, snacks, water, your machine guns, spare ammo. Yeah. I also love the bit where the the big bad whose name I can't remember goes up to the dad and he and he's like, "Yeah, remember that train fight? That girl was totally leaking all the information on you." And he's like, "Why well, didn't tell you tell me?" He's like, y- "You didn't ask." And he's like, "Well, you got me there." I always love that line when it's played correctly. I'm like, "Why didn't you say anything about this? You never asked." I, I <sighs> it also heightens the mystery of like what exactly their relationship is, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, and I also liked that he was like, oh yeah, she was sending messages that only someone whose eyes have been heightened by Somamine would have seen, so like, clearly he could see them. Yep. Which tracks with what we've been told recently. Yeah, so it's, like, that was a nice touch of like, yes, she knew that you wouldn't be able to see it, but I was, and I wasn't about to give my son-in-law away. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I also liked the bit with Futaba, where the one chick shooting the giant fireball at him. And uh, Futaba's like, throw me! What? Throw me! Um, I, I like that all right. I'm more excited for her to get a fight. Like, I hope she has a multi-chapter fight. We'll see if she does or not. I'm sure she will, because they... It, it might not like, be multi-chapter, setting up... though. Because this it, would be the first be. kind of arc where this has done that, right? Like, pretty much yeah. every other time, it's just been Tayo and one of the others. Yeah, so we'll see how this arc goes, but they're kind of setting up 
the uh, the bad guys, where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, these people have 512% power, but it wasn't specific. Like, I did like the fact that like she essentially snapped her fingers and made the fire go away, but I just liked the the bit where it was like the elder si- you know, the elder sister leads the charge. Throw me. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say on it? I also really liked the kind of cutesy, like, this is the support team, Mitsumi, being like, all right, take care, everybody, you know, good luck. And the elder brother's like, what about me? And the the hacker sister responds like, you can shut up and die. (laughs) Yeah. I also like that Mitsumi is very unlikely to get kidnapped because she has her grandpa and grandma there. Yes. Good stuff. If that's all you have to say, though, that will take us into Jump Card. Jump Card is the segment where we rank everything we read this week. Only 18 this week, even with the new series, and two of them ended this week. Yep. What do you got at 18, Kevin? That's where I have High School Family. Okay. High School Family, I don't even remember what it was. High School Family had a joke that made me laugh this week, though, which like is, is incredible for High School Family, but put it up in, in what I thought was the Mel week a little bit. Not a crazy amount, but... Sure. It had two chapters, and I still didn't care. Oh, I, I only read one of them. That pro- It probably would have brought its ranking down if I had re- noticed that. TBH. I got me and Robico at 18. Sure. I mean, I, it started out funny, but the longer it went, the, the less I liked it. That's like most of me and Robico for me. Same. It's like, honestly, it feels like you're a four-panel gag manga that got stretched out to 18 pages. Mm-hmm. And not like stretched out like you just took the gag too far. Frequently, Almost yeah. all the time. Well, like I yeah. said, that's one of the reasons I like last week so much. It, it, Like, the pacing was good on it. It felt like it mm-hmm. landed perfectly. There was escalation. It worked really well. Yeah. What do you have at 17? Me and Robico. I totally agree with you. It just, it, it was kind of funny, and then it was like, nope, nope, stop, please. No, you're not going to stop? Okay, well. And I got to the end, I was like, well, at least I'm done with that. Yeah. I got Black Clover at 17. Okay. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to get into this arc. Maybe when Asta or Yuna gets in a big fight, but all the revelations just do nothing for me. That's fair. I, I totally understand that. What do you have at number 16? That's where I put our blood oath. Okay. I like. I know we've been saying we want it to end, but this one felt like it just ended. I will defend it a little bit when we get to where I ranked it, but I can see what you're saying. Go on. It was just kind of like the, okay, yeah, he sure. All right. All right, well, this is the end. Wait, what? what? Uh, oh, okay. I guess we're done now. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. I-, I think it accomplished an arc. Like, I think it said something, which I'll talk about when I get to where it ranked. I got Phantom Seer at 16. Sure. I didn't hate it, but it seemed real transition-y. It was real, oh, these main characters are going to be important, hoo-ha. But it also had a weird feeling, I think, because our blood oath ended. It felt for a little bit like this might be a final chapter of Phantom Seer, and that just gave it a real weird energy, the entire read. Okay. In addition to me feeling like we're se- like it's basically a bunch of people saying, oh, the main characters are cool, aren't they? Which, yeah, yeah. It, it like sometimes it works, but that's so hard to pull off. Mm-hmm. 
What do you got at 15? That's where I put Phantoms here. Okay. I totally agree with you. Uh, some of these new villains might be cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, but we they're just a panel reveal of more villains. Yep. Uh, none of their designs are great. Yeah. I got High School Family at 15. It made me laugh. Okay. What do you get at 14? That's where I put Sakamoto Days. Okay, interesting. The main disconnect for me was the poison. Oh, huh. Okay. Because it was... Like, it was like he sort of got over the poison almost immediately. It's just, it's weird because it's it was like, it felt like the poison was like literal poison, but really all it did was blind him. Yeah, for sure. And that's that was the disconnect of like... Gotcha. I had a very different disconnect. Okay. I was like, why not just make it like blinding powder or something like that? I was like, ha, now you can't see anything and you can't read my mind. And so it made the turn of him listening to Sakamoto not work uh, for tell you. him how to beat the guy just lose it for me a bit because I was wait, didn't he get poisoned? Like you know, yeah, sure, he's being blinded, but isn't he also supposed to be like super weak and wobbly? Like how would he just overcome that with sheer willpower? I mean, to me, poison can do whatever you want in fiction to me. That's not a disconnect at all for me. It was just because he was like oh, I get really it. wobbly with the poison, it's kind of like Oh no, he's been poisoned. Now he's super weak. Oh no, now now he's fine. He's just blind. I mean, that stuff happens in Shonen all the time, but I, I, I can appreciate the criticism. Yeah. I got Build King at 14. Okay. Like I said, I just didn't think the chapter was much at all. What do you have at 13? Uh, that's where I put Black Clover. I don't think this chapter had a whole lot, and especially with the... Like, I I didn't really appreciate the tension build of... it's It's okay. We've still got some time. And then, oh no, they figured out how to make you go faster. Shit. <laughs> All right. Like, I thought we were, you know, we kind of already had a deadline. Like, it was weird of you to mention, oh, don't worry, we'll be fine. It's like, well, of course you're not going to be fine. You said that out loud. <laughs> yeah. I got Mashal at 13. Okay. Like I said, it didn't really do a lot. Talking with you, I am excited for this tournament arc, but this chapter wasn't much. Fair. What do you have at number 12? That's where I put Bill King. I know this chapter wasn't much. I liked the the stuff with 2 by 4 the house, mm-hmm. though. And like I said, I'm really excited for this arc to happen and to actually get some fights. That is fair. I got the elusive samurai at 12. Okay. We pretty much had a doubt about that at the top. Uh, like I said, there, there's potential there, but I didn't think mm-hmm. this first chapter was very good. Fair. What do you have at 11? That's where I put Mashal. I agree this this chapter is all just, hey, let's get ready for a tournament arc. Mm-hmm. And had, you know, some heartwarming moments between, like, Mash and his dad, but wasn't super amazing uh-huh. for that. But, again, looking forward to the tournament. This is where I put our blood oath. Okay. I'll definitely agree with you. It feels super like, and then it was over at the end. Like a lot of these series that get canceled do. Mm-hmm. It's particularly the stuff with Uncle. Felt like it was, like, setting stuff up even in this chapter. Mm-hmm. But I do, like, as cliche as it was, the ending where the girl who the guy tormented is the one who gives him the blood, like, that is a message for the yeah. first time our blood oath executed. And I feel like that's the best ending chapter they could have had, given what they'd done before. Fair. That still, you know, doesn't put it even in the top half of stuff this week, but mm-hmm. it was probably the best chapter of our blood oath. Yeah. What do you have at number 10? That's where I put Dr. Stone. Good 
solid Dr. Stone, but I just like the stuff above it more. And that's where I put on Dead Unluck. I think you're liking this part of the arc a lot more than me. I don't know how high more you ranked you, it. Yes. Like, it just it didn't do a ton for me. It's got some okay Shonen stuff. I didn't dislike reading it, but it didn't do a ton for me. What do you got at nine? That's fair. Undead Unluck. Yep, figured. Yeah. I just kind of liked the bit where it was like, you know, this is it. This is the moment. And then they take out the Invisible Blade dude. That's like, yeah, if the story had continued without me in it, this wouldn't, like, she would have died here. And that's what caused it to go awry. Mm-hmm. I don't... It, it and just, so I just, I liked that moment. I, it didn't land for me, is I think... That's fair. The difference. It, it it landed slightly better for me, but not that much better. Yeah. Nine's where I put Sakamoto days. I enjoyed okay. the, the roller coaster fight scene as a set piece. I thought it was real good, and it was pretty well used. Yeah. The poison didn't bug me, and I did like the turn. I mean, it's super obvious, but in a way, you get to figure it out before the villain mm-hmm. does. The disconnect for me is, like, how did he get in that bunny suit so fast? That was, like, the weird disconnect for me of, like, huh? Maybe a little bit. I mean, he got he got some time. Like, yeah, it's just one of those quick change things. I guess that didn't throw me. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the part where I got thrown. But I it's probably my favorite chapter of Sakamoto Day so far. Okay. What do you have at eight? That's where I put Magu-chan. I really liked the bit with the knight kid and like him struggling with, I'm supposed to defeat this god of destruction, right? But I saw the power that he unleashed on the world and he could have destroyed the planet, but instead he just made it snow or he made it stop snowing. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I supposed to do? Isn't this guy supposed to be evil? And then just Magu being like, you know, God of Destruction and all of this stuff is what you people used to call me. That was never a title I gave myself. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, too, as evidenced by me putting it about higher. I got Dr. Stone. I mm-hmm. Was fine. Okie dokie. What do you have at number seven? That's where I have Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. Like I said, good. I, li- I liked it. I like the, the world-ending plan stuff. I like the ending bit where it's like, hey, look, Sukuna, I'm, I'm bringing back the Golden Age of Curses. Yeah. I got Mission Yuzakura family at seven. Okay. I thought some of the bits were funny, but it didn't do a lot else for me. Uh, and, you know, funny was pretty good this week because I thought it was a kind of weak issue. But mm-hmm. didn't th- don't like I said, when we talked about it, I don't think I liked it as much as you. But I still sure. enjoyed it. Still looking forward to next week. What do you have at number yep. six? That's where I have Mission Yuzakura. Okay. I did like it. Not much else to say over what I said earlier. That's where I put Magu-chan. I liked it okay. for the same reasons you did. Like, the fight was good. The very shonen, ah, we should fight until, like, we feel better. Like, the super long ec- technique explanation and the advancement of the status quo was good. Because yeah. I feel like Magi-chan's probably at, like, the halfway point on its lifespan. So it needs some mm-hmm. small changes like this. Yeah. What do you have at number five? That's where I have Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin. Okay. I I did really like it. I really liked the, the bit with the... Like you said, part of the problem, I forgot the girl, the female cop's name, but I really liked that ending. It's because her mom's name is Umi, and that's all I can think of now, because such an obvious name for a character in this manga. Yeah. And I like that, you know, she was kind of feeling a bit depressed, because she was like, everyone that goes there dies, and now Shark and Dolphin have gone there. But Shark finally managing to get through, is like, hey, we're alive, take the shot. Mm-hmm. I had Jujutsu Kaisen at five, but I moved it up after our talk. I got my hero at five. Okay. Like I said, the first half was just real weird. Although, like, I feel like my hero and up is like a big uptick in quality. 
Okay. What do you have at number four? That's where I put the Elusive Samurai. I really like this guy's art style, so it's great to see him drawing again. And I really like the historical aspect of, like, this guy was a historical shonen hero. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of cool. And even if it is just embellishment, it's a neat concept. And I'm really looking forward to this new series because I really liked Assassination Classroom. Yeah. So I'm hoping for good stuff. I put Jujutsu Kaisen at four. Okay. I like the plan. I like the forward momentum. Talking, like, mm-hmm. just talking about it with you. You didn't have to explain anything to me. Just going over it with you was enough for me to, gotcha. to get it. So, uh, and and I I only bumped it up one spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you have at number three? That's where I put my hero. I really liked a lot of the bits. The spinner bit was great. You know, like, hey, you're not the boss. What's yeah. going on here? And I also like Bakugo, like running through the halls with Sugar Rush and Grape Kid holding him back and they're like the nurses said to you know you'll injure yourself more i was like trying to hold me back will only injure me worse idiots yeah i got ayakashi triangle at three really enjoyed it another like big uptick here at number three i think for me yeah what do you have at number two that's where i have ayakashi triangle yeah i figured super solid yeah super solid really enjoyed Really the backstory for Shirogane of, like, he's the crotchety old man who was like, I was sick and tired of people romancing in my front yard. Yeah, you're supposed to be worshipping me, not making out. Yes, and so that's why, like, that's why he was, he was like, I trained for years. Like, that's specifically why he learned to change people's gender. (laughs) Because he doesn't believe in bisexuals or... I guess I guess it would only apply to bisexuals, right? If you were if you were gay, you would, I guess it would work on gay people just fine. Only bisexuals can thwart Shiragane. Yes. <laughs> so I have the final chapter of Hell's Paradise at two. Okay. There were definitely things I liked about it. It's very standard epilogue, which are often nice. It felt a little weird after last week's chapter. Sort it did. of t- specifically sort of downing on this, and I liked the way it ended, but like like the specific way where like we don't get to see Gabby Mara's conversation at all because he's still asleep is interesting yeah. and it like fits back in with that theme, but at the same time it feels like I'm being cock blocked a little bit. Yeah, still really good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and I, I imagine you who read the entire series it meant a little bit more to even. Yeah, I I really liked it. Honestly, the last page really got me. Yeah, with the two tensions in the present being like, oh hey, they're sprouting again. Well, that's a bit earlier than I was expecting, like kind of this whole the the cycle will continue kind of thing, but hopefully it'll be different this time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, every ending is a new beginning. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very similar to the ending of Demon Slayer, right? But I like this one a lot more. Yeah. But I have Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin at one. Again, okay. like I was worried it was going to disappoint me, but it didn't. And like the the Kaji rescue at the end, like that's a good twist panel. It's a very good twist panel, yeah. So really, really enjoyed it. That will do it for Shonen Jump this week, though. Uh, we read the first volume of Haikyuu, the volleyball manga, and we'll be back to talk about that after the break. All right, we read Haikyuu this week. What did you think of it, Kevin? I'm liking it more now that I'm actually, like, starting yeah. with it. 
like we talked about earlier, the understanding Hanada's motivation to be a volleyball player, I do really like, and I like how that keeps getting fleshed out of, like, I used to play a bunch of different sports like most kids do, or not most kids, but a lot of kids, when you're, you know, semi-athletic, they kind of just, well, we're going to throw you at everything and see what sticks, Mm -hmm. and what stuck for him was volleyball in like a weird way because it's not one of those that is like hey we're pretty talented at that you should continue well i imagine he didn't even play it i assume he saw it for the first time on tv because it's a game that requires a lot of equipment and it's not like super easily available yeah well and it's also it's not that it requires a lot of equipment it requires Um, a net i guess yeah it's the fact that it's one of like i don't know how it is over in japan but, you know, like, ba- he says he played, like, basketball, baseball. That I was like, you know, those kind of more ubiquitous because they're bigger sports. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's easy to find basketball places everywhere. You know, like, people have hoops all over the place. Now, admittedly, not that many people have nets, like volleyball nets. But it just, it makes sense that that wouldn't be one he played without, like, specifically going out and finding it. Mm-hmm. And so it just, like, he saw that thing on TV that got him super interested and he's like, I want to join the volleyball team. Cool, there isn't one. Oh. Yeah, it clicked almost right away for me. And there were times when we were reading Haikyuu that we really liked it. There were individual chapters. But for the most part, it felt like it was going over our heads, I think. Mm-hmm. And like I said, this one really, really quickly clicked for me, and I really enjoyed. And like I said, I yeah. love the like spiraling out. I love how it's not just Hinata, but also Tobio, who we're like we getting a bit of his motivation, although more slowly since he's the icy rival character. Yeah. I think the structure of the first chapter is really good with the new players who don't really understand volleyball so that you can teach it to dumb manga readers who also don't understand yes. it. I think the immediate rivalry between Hinata and Tobio is good. And I think in the second chapter, the twist where now they're on the same team is also really, really good. Yes. And I love that Hinata is the typical, like, kid. And he just wants to hit the ball and and score points. Yeah. And Tobio's like, no, the setter is the best. He gets to touch the ball more than anyone else. It's the coolest role. He's like the leader. He gets to decide who hits it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's not as flashy. You know, it's a kind of thing of like, you know, somebody wanting to be an offensive lineman or something like that mm-hmm. on a football team. Like, yeah, I want to be the quarterback. He's the one who gets to make all the plays. And then someone else pointing out like, yeah, he doesn't get to do anything unless his offensive line protects him from the enemy. Yeah, it's more than that, though, because offensive line is a unit, right? Yeah. If you're the best left guard in the world, uh, that doesn't matter if the less of your line isn't. Yeah, and there there is that. So I guess that'd be more along the lines of like, I want to be like the, not the cornerback. Um the safety the safety actually that's actually who i was thinking of was the yeah he's like that guy's the last line of defense Mm -hmm. Uh, if they get past him they score yeah but yeah i really like it and i just does a really good job uh with their relationship and slowly introducing the uh upperclassmen as the story goes on yep and i kind of love how like they come up with a super generic plan and it gets called out and is twisted just slightly where uh, the captain is like, hey, until you guys learn to be teammates, you're not allowed to practice with us. And like, we challenge you to volleyball. If we win, then we're good teammates, right? Right after they're like, <laughs> I bet they would pull some shonen manga bullshit and challenge us two on two. <laughs> yeah, he was like, honestly, they just need to cool down and they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it clicked really, really quickly and it really draws you in and uh, the way good manga does. Yep. I had a weird disconnect of 
being introduced to people that I should maybe know. I recognize most of the character designs, honestly. I didn't like the names didn't stick with me. That's what I mean. It was that weird disconnect of like, I know this person, right? <laughs> but I know him like at the end of his character arc. Yeah. So when like, he's not this asshole. Yeah, the super <laughs> tall asshole. Yeah, I was like, is that the same dude? Is it a different dude? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> the character designs are good enough that most of them I was, I didn't have that problem with. But yeah, this definitely clicked a lot more than any time I was reading it week to week. Mm-hmm. And like, I thought that might happen being like, it's one thing to jump in into like chapter 60. It's quite another to jump in at like chapter 300. Yeah. I just expected when new ar- a new arc started, we'd get there. And it kind of did for me. I really liked the beach volleyball arc. But then after that, it kind of lost me again. Well, that was also basically the ending arc. Like, yeah. So it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, and here's the epilogue. All right, cool. Well, you can't really grab me with the epilogue. If you're like, you remember all of these people? No. No. <laughs> yeah. So I did really like it. I'm still not a huge fan of the art, but it it's not oh, yeah, I forgot you as that big problem. of a deal. I, yeah, I absolutely it, don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not that big of a deal. It's just one of those of like, hey, this isn't my favorite art style. Yeah. Uh, it's not bad. It's not that I don't like it. It's just one of those. I'm like, I'm not I'm not vibing with this. Yeah. It's, and it's definitely not my favorite either, but like not in a way that I would like be like, oh, th- this isn't great. It, it's more mm-hmm. of like, it's not one piece, but. You know, what is One Piece, pretty much? Yeah. Or Demon, Sl- Demon Slayer might be my favorite manga art, actually, thinking about it. Yeah. It's well, so good. That, I was, I was going to bring, the, not specifically Demon Slayer, but I was like, One Piece doesn't specifically have the best art yeah. of a lot of stuff. And, it, it, you know, a lot of stylistic choices, but it's like, they even talk about that in Bakuman, about how, yes, your art is important, but... You know, manga is a unit. It's the story and everything working together. Yeah, yeah, the art and the story have to work together. And I feel like they're in unison for Haikyuu. I feel they like are, Haikyuu yeah. has a very hyperactive uh, pace and a very hyperactive art style. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I, I, I know why this got super popular. It's not my exact cup of tea, but I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, at the end, I really wanted to keep going. And that's, like, the mark of the best manga, right? Yep. Do we want to go into any specifics? Because I kind of don't. I mean, that's that's totally fair. I don't, I don't necessarily want to either. Gotcha. It's, uh, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to touch on? Nope. I mean, okay. Well, this was brief, but in short, you should go read Haikyuu. It's all available on the Shonen Jump website for the two bucks. Yep. The anime's on Crunchyroll. I hear it's about as good. So, yeah. That just leaves us with personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the top, speaking of hyperactive, we have Uzumaki Naruto. At the very bottom, we have Koku from Flame of Rekka. And dead in the center, we have Buggy the Clown from One Piece. Hinata is the character we rank first, right? Obviously. Yeah. I think you got to compare him to other sports manga heroes, right? And... The highest one we have is Sakuragi Hanamachi from Slam Dunk, but I like this character more, honestly. Yes. I like him more than Goku. Some of- oh, go on. Go on. Yeah, fair. Uh, some of that is, uh, we've basically seen his arc, but only the beginning and ending of it, <laughs> basically. True. He doesn't seem that different, though. <laughs> Which is very weird. He's matured a little bit. Sure, sure. Because, you know, at the start, he's that, like, he still has that, I want to... I want to play on the court. Like, I just want to keep playing. 
but I think it it like that his goal has d- deepened over the course of the series where mm. it was like I just want to be playing volleyball to I want to be playing volleyball with you guys like being part of the team and like not having to be the star. Yeah. I like him more than Goku from Dragon Ball, another one you have to check off for manga characters. A character Fair. who's still like higher on this list than I feel like he should be. Although that is often how lists in reality go compared to in my head. Yeah. I think I like him more than Ranma from Ranma one half. Yeah. I don't like him as much as Takagi from Bakuman. No. How do we think he compares from to Fuko from Flame of Rekka? I like him more mainly because Fuko I I don't know what's going on yeah. with her yeah. in that series. Like the the thing is there was a- Fuko's upsides I feel like are more than Hinata has shown us in this chapter, right? But Hinata doesn't really mm-hmm. have any downsides even when we weren't liking Haikyuu, right? Yeah. Chihaya Ayase is from Chia Furio is the last character we have to compare him to. I think I like him more than her. It might be recency bias. They're very comparable. She's basically also a sports manga hero, right? Yes. I guess she's actually the highest one we have. Apologies to her. Yeah, I do think I like her Hinata a bit more, though. I like the, even though he's just the dumb kid, just the moment where he was like, uh, I can fly, I'll show you. And then the one time where he hit the spike, he was like, well, I mean, if you said it, I'm going to hit it. Yeah. Like, in the, you know, it's not over until it's over. Like, we haven't lost yet, so I have to try my hardest. Yeah, I that that part I really did like. You know, it's it's just like in that's a slam dunk thing, but it's like the game's not over till you give up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta read more slam dunk. We do. I mean, we will, but we gotta. This time we should do it for March. Oh, yeah, that's my plan. We'll see if we succeed. <laughs> Probably get some more haiku in there too, because like I said, I want to continue with haiku. Yeah, I just meant we can do sports manga. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, yeah, March Madness. Because I, I remember succeeded. last year we were... I think we succeeded last year. I think it was the year before that that we failed to, to March Madness okay. properly. But yeah, that puts Shoya Hinata at number 24 above Chihaya Ayase and below Akita Takagi comfortably in the top quarter. Mm-hmm. And that does it for this week. Thank you very much for listening with us. With us. Listening to us, even. Next week is fe- the start of February, so we got to get back on that Bakuman train. Mm-hmm. You know us. We, we're we about halfway through. we got to finish. Yes. This year. Uh, unlike Flame of Rekka, no, no stopping that train. <laughs> Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fist Fight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can check out our other podcasts. We did a year in review of 2020 where we talked about the media we consumed that year. Also, I have It's a Gundam continuing on its side project where we watch my least favorite Gundam series, Gundam Build Divers. So if you like listening to me in pain, there you go. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Not this week. Have a great week, everybody. Stop.